am taking responsibility and sewing my own mask to protect you and I. I urge you to also take responsibility, improvise and produce your own mask. Wear a mask, protect me and I protect you. Wear a mask so that you can protect me and I protect you. A message from 107.3 Darling FM. Salt, also known as sodium chloride. Pass me the salt. That might just be the sentence that would be increasing your blood pressure. What has salt got to do with it, really, you might ask? You'll find out on Darling Clinic this morning as we mark World Hypertension Day, which was you know, celebrated yesterday, the 17th day of the month of May. Welcome to Darling Clinic, certified. Camille is my name. World Hypertension Day is a day set aside to promote public awareness of the importance of monitoring our blood pressure, being aware of its natural levels and uh, knowing when it has gone overboard and what to do at that point. So this is why this conversation is important. It's important to me and I'm sure it's important to you as someone who always would always ask for more salt, for another pinch of salt. When I'm giving food in my growing up, when I'm giving food, I say, oh, not real for my yam salt. We, had all, we always had the salt on the dining table so we could add extra salt. Here in Nigeria, we eat salt a lot, but could that be a problem? Could that be the reason why we have a lot of hypertensive cases here in Nigeria? Find out, as I connect with Chief Dr. Hysense Emele, a family physician with FUTO and a former chairman, NMA Emoche Chapter. He will be joining us on Darling Clinic this morning. You can be a part of this conversation. Find us via our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Darling FM 10. 73. Today also marks a very important day. It starts, it's the start of the 73rd World Health Assembly, the first ever to be convened virtually. Uh, it's an opportunity where Leaders, health leaders are going to commit to fight COVID-19 together in unity, in solidarity. And that's the only way we can actually stop this pandemic and keep the world safe. Currently in Nigeria, we have uh, about 5,959 cases of COVID-19, a total of 1,594 discharge cases and 182 deaths. Uh, from COVID-19. In the southeast, we have um, Enugu with a total number of 12 cases, Ebony with uh, 9 cases, Imo with 7 cases, Abia State with 5 cases, and Anambra with 5 cases as well. So we'll connect with uh, Chief Dr. Hysense Emele. He is a family physician with uh, FUTO and the former chairman enemy Imo State Chapter. So we'll uh, be talking with him. He would uh, try to explain to us the connection between salt and and hypertension and some of the things that we can also do to ensure that we manage it properly. Good morning, Chief Dr. Hysense. Good morning, Tommy. 
and good morning, our dear listeners. Uh, good to have you on Darling Clinic today. How is it going? Good to be with you today, honestly. All right. So the theme for this year's World Hypertension Day is uh, measure your blood pressure, control it, live longer. So before we go to the connection between salt and hypertension, let's start from the basics. Like when you say one is hypertensive, what does it mean? Thank you very much. I am so happy with uh, uh, the idea of World Hypertension Day because uh, for some of us who are clinicians, you discover that uh, virtually every adult is starting to be hypertensive in this part of the world. And it's important for us to create the awareness for any detection because hypertension is, for me, it's not a disease. If you detect that early, you can manage it and then you will not in any way develop any of the complications. You see, so hypertension is um, a very, just like the word uh, good, is when the blood pressure is above normal. Um, and what is hypertension? Now, the blood that we have, we all know that the blood moves from the heart with the four chambers, you know, it is pumped into the major vessels and they go around the body. And there's this force by which this blood is pumped. And like for those of us who studied physics, you can know that pressure is just a force per unit area. And that means that that force by which that blood is being pumped out of the heart is what is meant by the pressure. And just like when you talk about the, um, um, the pressure of the eyeball, you also have pressure there because there's a pressure with which the fluid in the eyes exert on the walls of the eyeball. Now, that, that, the, 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 that of the heart, when it's being pumped, what happens is that there's a force by which the heart tries to pump the blood around the, uh, the body. Now, when this uh, force is within normal range, the person is said to have a normal high blood, I mean, a normal pressure. But when the pressure now gets beyond the point by which the doctor has described that any point that is above this one is not normal. We now describe the person as having a high blood pressure. So what happens is that if somebody is growing, you know, from childhood, the blood pressure will tend to be, you know, increasing. That's why in a very small, you know, baby, you have a blood pressure that is lower than 120, 80. But when it grows to adulthood, you now discover that your blood pressure will keep increasing until you get to about 120, 80. But the World Health has also been able to now differentiate between normal pressure for an adult and abnormal pressure. So when it is about that 120-80, it is said to be normal. And then it, when you now exceed 120 over 80, and then you're hitting about between that and 129 over 89, now the person is said to be very hypertensive. Then anything above 130 over 90 is said to be hypertensive. So at that point of 130 over 90, there's this danger that there's that pressure that the body is, the, the heart is exerting on trying to pump the, the, the blood. We now affect the organs of the body adversely, and that is where you now begin to think about complications. But it will be important also to note at this point that hypertension is a silent killer. We call it a silent killer because most of the time it does not in any way show any symptoms. The symptoms does not appear most of the time. The only time you discover that somebody is hypertensive is when the patient goes to hospital because at every point in time that the patient appears in hospital, we want the blood pressure to be measured. 
Oftentimes, it's discovered that over 80% of those who are hypertensive are discovered just because they have gone to hospital with some other problem and their blood pressure is measured. And you now discover that the blood pressure has gone above 120-80 and then probably above 130-90. Now, at this point, that person is described as being hypertensive. Now, when the person is described as being hypertensive, the only thing on the person now to make sure that he or she sees his doctor regularly for the doctor to maintain a normal blood pressure on that patient, whether by um, lifetime modification or by drug uh, drugs that are you know always available for the patient to use. No, oh, very very apt explanation. We will find out some of the risks uh, that could be exposing us to being hypertensive on the show shortly. Stay with us. This is Darling Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM. Darling FM. The People's Radio. Cabaret Diagnostic and Laboratory Services Limited wishes to inform the public that COVID-19 testing at our facility is done according to the Nigeria Center for Disease Control and CDC's protocol for running COVID-19 tests. Sample collection and transportation to Everide Diagnostic and Laboratory Services Limited are done by Emo State COVID-19 Task Force Response Team. Therefore, the public has no need to come directly to a premises for COVID-19 tests. The numbers of the Emo State COVID-19 Task Force teams are 706-838-7838 or 0803-671-8000 or 0810-362-5839. Also be informed that the COVID-19 testing area is a restricted area and separate from other parts of the laboratory. The COVID-19 testing area is not accessible to clients and the public. Therefore, everyone is safe to come in for other tests. Thank you. Always wear a face mask and wash your hands frequently to stay safe. Signed, Management. 107.3 Darling FM. The People's Radio. Hey. Let's talk hypertension. Come on, turn my microphone on. Let go. Let me ask real quick. Do you know your numbers? Play with your life. Go and check your numbers. See, last time I checked mine. It was 12080. Damn, that was quite fine. I'm consensual with my too many questions. This is really serious because it's about hypertension. See, are you a black man? You at risk, bro. Are you a fat man? You at risk, bro. So that's got it too. You at risk, so exercise, eat right, and keep the salt low. Or that silence. Now you smoke pot. For area, you know they do, you know they carry last. You know be messy, but every day, steady day more. One, two, three, four bottles of alcohol. You could go broke, and this is no joke. If the blood pressure stays high, you could get a stroke. You can go broke and this is no joke If the blood pressure stays high, you can get a stroke What's the remedy? Hey. Stay healthy, exercise, eat right and check your numbers What's the remedy? Stay healthy, exercise, eat right and check your beat Simple <laughs> Star dog, say so Yeah, why? That's it! Star Dog on that one using music to spread the message. It's important that you know your numbers, especially now uh, that uh, we are celebrating. In fact, the World Hypertension Day is a day that is important for you to know your numbers, check your numbers, and uh, know what it is. 
Exactly. This is Darling Clinic. If you just tuned in, certified Camille is my name. I have Chief Dr. Hysen Semele on the line and we are having this conversation on hypertension. So I'm reading this report, uh, uh, this WHO fact sheet, and I'm seeing that an estimated 2.5 million deaths could be prevented each year if global salt consumption were reduced to the recommended level. So what has salt? I mean, we've, we grew up eating salt every day. We add, we add salt to everything that we eat. How do we know it's too much? What is too much salt? What has salt got to do with hypertension? Let's find out from Chief Dr. Heisen Semele. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Camille. Now, the issue of salt is very important. Because this time we'll talk about hypertension these days, we don't fail to mention salt to the patient. The need for us to reduce the salt intake. Now, we all know that salt is a very important uh, ingredient for food. And um, it's important to also note that human beings use salt universally in cooking, you know, seasoning, and then even preservation of most of our food. The majority of the food we buy from the market particularly those of them who have been preserved over time, have some elements of salt. And salt is important to assist them uh, because uh, the sodium and the chloride ions that are the components of the salt are also important for our, the, the, important in the function of our muscles, the function of our nerves. You know, because these things have a way to relate current, just like in electric current. They use all these ions to move their 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 sensations and the current that they also pass. Now, ordinarily speaking, um, people will not like to eat most of the food if they don't have salt. But over time, and research has soon shown that salt intake to a particular level is good for the body. That is to say that you take salt minimally for your body function to continue to you know go ahead without any problem. But when the salt is taken in a very high level, they tend to create problems, particularly in the pressure that the heart is using to pump the blood. What happens is that the sodium component of the salt, when it is taken at a very high level, now tends to accumulate in the blood. And when that happens, there tends to be osmotic pressure in the blood that will now drag fluid from the cells into the bloodstream. And when this happens, the, the body now you know, holds a lot of fluid within itself. And then the excess sodium will also impede the ability of the kidney to now drag out fluid, excessive fluid from the system. Because, you know, when you have excess fluid in the system, it is a function of the kidneys to now regulate the quantity that the body requires. But this high level of sodium that is from salt, we now go a long way in impeding the kidneys from reabsorbing those fluids that were supposed to be in the blood back you know, to, the, to, to the, the kidneys for them to be excreted. And when this happens, the volume of fluid in the system increases. And then the, the effect of this is that the blood pressure now rises. At this point, you now discover that that person that has been taking a lot of salt, now suddenly develops high blood pressure. And this is the truth of the matter. So that's why oftentimes we tell people that the best way to eat salt is that when you are cooking and you now try to taste your food and you perceive, you try to get the taste of the, of the salt. When you now taste your food and you can taste the salt, it is you have added more salt than normal, 
Salt should not be felt when it tastes your food. That really? That what you should put in your food should not be able to now be, be perceived by your tongue. When that happens, that salt is excessive. And that's why today there is this uh, um, teaching by WHO that people should take salt less than 5 to 6 grams per day. Before that, it used to be about 9 to 12 grams per day. Yeah. But they have reduced it to 5 to 6 grams, whereby in some of the foods we take, because some of, some of this natural food that we also take, like the meat, has a level of salt in it. The naturally? In it. Naturally. Are you, are you getting my point? Are you saying that the, you said meat has salt in it naturally? Yes, it has a level of salt in it naturally. Naturally. Particularly, those food that are from animals have a, a level of salt, but you might not be able to get to know about it by maybe ordinary testing. But when there is analysis of those food, food substances, you discover that they have a level of salt in them. So when this happens, and again, some of the foods that we also buy are preserved by salt, like the, the, the stockfish. You know that the stockfish, most of them are preserved by, by salt. And then when you're cooking with such things, that preserved by salt, you should not in any way add more salt to that food. Because if you do, that means that food will have excessive salt that can lead the patient, the person in question to develop high blood pressure over time. So it is advisable, one, not to take excessive salt, either by putting it in your food or using it as maybe at the end of food, you now ask for more, more salt. You know, some people will ask, Whatever sauce for them to add to what they are eating. Mm-hmm. That one has been prescribed by WHO. You should not add salt to your food after the food has been cooked. Because even the raw salt has also been found to be more dangerous than the one that has been cooked. So it's important to note that whatever you can taste from your food, there's no point asking for table salt to add to the food. So the summary of the whole thing we're talking about is that salt is good when it is at a very low quantity. So people should stop the idea of using salt to put in their, their oils for them to eat yam or trying to put salt in already cooked food and all that because this will end up trying to shoot up the blood pressure particularly in an adult and those who have family history of hypertension in their family. Wow, this is really, really interesting. And I'm trying to find out exactly how we can calculate five grams of salt. And I'm saying that a pinch, one pinch of uh, table salt is uh, equal to 0.36 grams. So um, if you want to calculate it, that's how you can uh, think about five pinches of uh, five pinches is enough. That's is it for the day or for the for for the particular food your one is cooking at the moment. You see, a lot of people, particularly you know those from Igbo land, my mothers know how to check their salt in their food. Before they even start putting the salt, they will first of all test the food because, like I said, you know some of these things we use to cook have already, you know, some of them are preserved by by salt. So when they test and they they get the test of the food, they can add little little until they get to the level where they want the food to be. And that's why I said, if you're testing and then you now begin to you now begin to get the test of salt in your tongue. That means you have added more than normal. So what you should do is to add as little as possible to your food. And then if the food has gotten the test you want, there's no point adding more because there's no additional advantage of the excessive salt that we put in our food. So what it means is that if you can do without putting the salt, definitely because your food already, some of the, the things you're using to cook your food, some of them already have salt in them. 
you can make do with that because what your body needs is just a little song to be able to carry on with these activities, particularly the cells, the muscles, and the nerves, and not this excessive one that will now go to the heart to allow accumulation of fluid into the blood system and then um, arise in blood pressure. Okay, so um, we're talking about salt. Let's talk about seasoning now. You know, the seasoning cubes that we use uh, when we cook, we use, we add seasoning cubes and then we also add salt. So those seasoning cubes contain a level of uh, sodium chloride? You know, so, so many of those uh, seasonings have sodium, sodium chloride. That, that's why when you're adding, definitely, that's why some people currently do not even add the ordinary salt because if you're using seasoning, those seasonings, some of them have salt at a very high level. So if you're using them, you must be careful the way you're adding the ordinary salt. But the ordinary salt is important because of the iodine component, which is also required by our, our body to stop us from developing iodine deficiency, like goiter. So that's why most of the time the iodized salt is important for you to add a little quantity to the food. Because as you're adding the little quantity of the salt to your food, you are as well adding iodine, which will go a long way in you know, protecting us from developing uh, goiter and all forms of iodine deficiency. All right. Thank you so much, Chief Dr. Heisen. If you want to be a part of this conversation, you have questions or comments or concerns, you can share with us via our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DarlingFM1073. You can also call us via our phone number. It's uh, 815 Zero five zero ten seventy three zero eight one five zero five zero ten seventy three. Chief Doctor Hi says, Emma, you called um, hypertension the silent killer, and uh, that means that it does not uh, show any symptoms. So one might be might be hypertensive without even knowing. So um, that's that's a that's very difficult. Like it's a bit risky. There are no signs. Does it mean there are no signs at all? Okay, now. What happens is that in majority of the cases, there are no signs at all. But there, that is not to say that there are no warning signs for hypertension. Some people might be lucky. Some people, in fact, are lucky because some of them will come to the hospital with very severe headaches. Some of them will call it migraine. Some will call it tension headache. And when you check their blood pressure, you discover that they have just developed hypertension. So apart from the fact that the majority of the people come up with no, no signs and symptoms at all, there are those who can come with this one warning signs. Let me mention those warning signs. So if you have to be hypothetic, some of the time it might be a sign that your BP is trying to go high. Some people develop very severe fatigue. You see them getting very weak. They tell you that they are weak. Some people, some doctors will even think they are beginning to develop uh, heart failure. But when you now look at the weakness that they are developing and you check their blood pressure, you now discover that the blood pressure has gone high. Now you also see some people who are normal, suddenly developing some form of confusion. Now a normal person now you get to see him, they give him instruction. He doesn't even obey instructions any longer because of confusion. So some of those things, are particularly in the adults, people who are above 30, 40 years, you have to check the BP of that patient. Some people come up with visual problems. You now discover that somebody who was seeing clearly before now, now tells you that he can no longer see clearly and probably is having a form of astigmatism. You know, the, 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 the vision is now not so clear and all that. Some people would think that probably the person has had a refractory error. But it's important to check the blood pressure. But this man that has all, all over the time has had good vision and suddenly he now tells you that his vision is giving him trouble. Now some people also will come with 
very excruciating chest pain. When that happens, some people will begin to think about, you know, other causes of chest pain like angina pectoris, um, osophagitis, and all that. But they forget that high blood pressure can come up as an excruciating chest pain that is left-sided, coming directly from the heart. And when you see this, take the blood pressure of that patient and see what is happening. Then some people come up with breathing difficulties. They like for having a COVID-19. Somebody may come and tell you that he can no longer breathe well and he's finding it difficult to breathe. And you now look at other you know, causes of breathing problems, asthma, COVID-19 and all that. But some people forget that high blood pressure can also present. These are infinitesimal number of the people. One out of 100 people can present as a chest pain and you now check that patient has high blood pressure. Some people come with palpitation, irregular heartbeat. They tell you that over time, when they want to sleep, they now hear the sound of their heart. The heart beats faster than normal. And you say, okay, let me check your blood pressure. And you do. And the blood pressure is above 130, And that is the time you now begin to think. And then probably begin to advise the patient to work. Making sure that he or she takes the blood pressure regularly. And remember that if the person comes and is checking blood pressure and it is high, you need to have another check after like six hours or 24 hours to be able to ascertain that that patient truly is hypertensive. So these are some of the warning signs. All right. Um, looking at um, the pandemic, the period that we're living now, um, some people keeping up keeping up with uh, the COVID nineteen updates and numbers can cause anxiety for some persons, especially uh, persons who already have high blood pressure. How uh, can they manage it this period? Now, the problem of COVID nineteen is uh, is multifaceted. You see, this is a disease that has sent people inside the houses. And inside the houses, a lot of things happen. Inside the houses, people are sedentary in nature. They can hardly do any physical activity. Inside the houses, children are disturbing the parents. Inside the houses, couples are quarreling. Inside the houses, there are a lot of issues that are coming up. There are a lot of stress that are being you know, put on the parents who are already aged. And these are issues that will push people into developing more hypertension and particularly those who have already who are already hypertensive. Now the issue of sedentary lifestyle, you discover that in the past five weeks or so that the short lockdown has taken its effect. Most people have been indoors without discovering the way to burn down the excess calories that take on a daily basis. And remember that when you're looking at the um, um, modifiable risk factors of hypertension you're looking at, you know, obesity and overweight as part of it. You're looking at people, uh, you know, excessive intake of salt, like we have said. And when you're at home, you're taking a lot of distance. We're looking at lack of physical exercise. Now, most people, because they are inside the house, do not even carry out any exercise. I told somebody sometime that I discovered once in a while at home that I can walk around my house. And before you know it, I've walked like five miles. So I do that with my wife on a regular basis. And that is how we are killing boredom at home. And not only killing boredom, you are also trying to keep fit. You are also trying to make sure that you don't develop, you know, stress that will lead to hypertension. So, when at home, a lot of stress is going on and those who are hypertensive are becoming my friends. So, it's important that even though we cannot see some of our doctors because of the lockdown, you must develop a way of reaching your doctor, particularly through telephone, to find out what the situation is. 
and you must measure your blood pressure. I mean, a lot of people now have the measure, measuring um, uh, gadgets at their homes so that they can measure their blood pressure regularly and then report back to their doctor. So if it is high, the doctor will tell you what to do. Sometimes with just lifetime modification, which we will also roll out, it can get lower. And then if there's need for medication, your doctor will also let you have it. There's a lot of connection between COVID-19 and hypertension now because so many people at the end of the lockdown would come up with hypertension and then the stress of moving about and the fear of contracting COVID-19 is also another threat. So when people are moving around, they are afraid and then this anxiety will also add more stress on the individual and this will also be extrapolated you know, causing hypertension and depression. All right, thank you so much. We'll take some comments uh, and calls shortly. Stay with us. This is uh, Darling Clinic on 107.3 Darling FM. If you just tuned in, I'm having this conversation with Chief Dr. Hisense MLS. Neil, certified Camille is my name. Stick around. Said my son, I'm dying and soon I'll be gone. But before my final farewell, hear me. And hear me well Do whatever you want to do Have a plan or roll the dice But one thing is strictly taboo Please follow my advice Never Google your symptoms That is my only prescription You get a hundred diagnoses A medieval prognosis Every sign is a serious condition And diagnosis, you have got tuberculosis, and if you Google fever and red, you've got Ebola and soon will be dead. And if you Google Ivor runny nose, it's CSF your brain is leaking juice. And if you Google itch and prognosis, anaphylactic shock or psychosis, never Google your symptoms. Hypertension Day. The day is set to be marked every year on the 17th day of May. Uh, 17th day of May every year. But apparently the celebration has been moved, you know, proper to October 17th due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic. But we have to have, we need to have this conversation on Darling Clinic. Certified Camille is my name. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hello, are you there? 
All right, do call back 0815-050-1073, 0815-050-1073. On Facebook, Staunch Cartel says, uh, yes, my dad would always add salt to his meal, despite being a scientist. I mean, we know these things, but we cannot just do without adding salt to our meals. But from what we are learning on the show, there's a certain uh, quantity that you need to add, uh, five Five grams of salt is what you need when you take more than five grams. You're, you're putting yourself at risk of uh, being a hypertensive. Are there other risk factors, though, Chief Dr. Heisen Temele? Yes, risk factors there are. Usually, how we do it is that we, modify, we, we, we classify the risk factors into modif- modifiable risk factors and non modifiable risk factors. The modifiable ones are the ones that you can change. And that's when we, when we roll out the lifetime modifications. These are the areas you can face as an individual to work on your blood pressure. But the non-modifiable risk factors, you cannot do anything about it. They are there and they are there. Oh. Now, the modifiable risk factors include one, consumption of uh, cigarettes, tobacco. You know, oftentimes we say that tobacco is not necessary in human body. It doesn't have any medical advantage. So that's why oftentimes we tell our patients that if you can stop smoking, the better thing you should do is to stop, stop, stop smoking because oftentimes it does not in any way help your health system to run well. Rather, they create a whole lot of problems. One of them is causing high potential. Then alcoholics, those who take alcohol at high levels, we have always said that alcohol can you know, be okay when you take it minimally. But when you now become an alcoholic who is uh, often time going for alcohol, take, uh, you take beer, you take gin, you take uh, kai kai and all that, um, you end up developing hypertension. All right, Doc, before we continue, before we look at the other risk factors, let's take this question. Okay. Hello. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Darling Clinic. You have to speak louder so we can hear you. What's your name? Okay, my name is uh, Mr. Imam, calling from Poli. Mr. Imam? Yeah, I'm oh. calling from Poli Nekede. Poli Nekede. Alright, go, go on with your question. Yeah, I want to ask, like, I used to add uh, several hours in my wife's cook or something like that. Uh, I used to add the uh, magic sauce to my food, especially the rice or the uh, 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 stew or whatever, like the uh, you're adding you're adding the seasoning cube after the food is ready yeah the seasoning cube yeah that's fine okay so the doctor would answer yeah. the question shortly okay. Okay. so um he, he said he adds um seasoning cubes like we mentioned uh, after the food is ready, after his wife uh, is done cooking, he adds it to the rice or the stew. So he's asking if that in any way could uh, uh, predispose him to a hypertension. Yes, what I have said is that you know, oftentimes when you put your salt in your food, you cook it. The cooked salt is better than the uncooked salt. So when they say salt can lead to hypertension, um, the uncooked salt leads to more hypertension than the cooked salt. So those seasonings that we use oftentimes contain sodium chloride, which is salt. So if you don't cook them, you stand a more higher risk of developing hypertension than somebody who has cooked them. But I think 
the better thing to do is not to try to add seasonings after you must have stopped cooking your food. All right. Thank you so much, Doc. So move on with the modifiable risk factor. Okay. Uh, before we move on, there's another question. Hello. Yes, good morning. Quickly move away from your radio set if you want us to take this call. What's your name? My name is Njeze. Well, uh, I'm calling from Oware. Okay, Njeze from Oware. Go ahead with your question. Uh, uh, I want to know the natural way of controlling this uh, hypertension. And another thing is, what does a patient suffer from something like uh, food? There are someone okay. who is already hypertensive. Uh, if somebody is hypertensive, okay. is there a natural way of controlling it and is there any food that patient cannot eat? All right, thank you so much, Ajaza, for your questions. Uh, we'll take them shortly. So, uh, Dr. Hysens, you would have to uh, quickly um, uh, speed up with the, the risk factors so we can take uh, the control measures. Yeah, yes, I think that's a better way to do it. Let's yes. finish with the risk factors. Then we'll go to the, the way to also control the blood pressure mm. and then to avoid developing the blood pressure for those who have not developed. Now, we're looking at the modifiable risk factors I've already mentioned. Uh, tobacco and then alcohol and I said the, one of the most important is overweight and obesity you see for those who are overweight that's those whose body mass index is above 25 we know we have mentioned this sometime but it's not the topic for today but when your body mass index is above 25 you're overweight and then when it's above 30 you are you are obese so obesity and and um overweight are very important factors in hypertension. Majority of those who are obese, obese and who are overweight develop hypertension. So it's important that we watch our weight. Now consumption of unhealthy food. Unhealthy food like those you go and buy outside, you don't know what they use to prepare them, seasonings, um, sodium chloride which is the, the common salt and all that. Those foods that you don't even know where they're coming from may really predispose, predispose you to developing hypertension very, very quickly. Now, intake of excessive salt we have mentioned, like the man that's asking us what to not eat. Remember that we have said that sodium chloride should be taken minimally. And if it is possible, when you cook, if you don't add it, I remember that the story they told us about the, the war, during the civil war, that people were cooking without sodium chloride, and that was how some of them developed quite and all that. But today, we now have salt everywhere. It's very cheap. But it's important to note that excessive salt is very, very risky for somebody who probably has not developed hypertension and is from a family that also suffers from hypertension. Now, lack of physical exercise. You see, a lot of people will tell you that they are, they don't, they are slim, they are just lanky, they don't have weight. Why would they be exercising? You exercise because you keep fit. Those who exercise does not mean that they, are, they want to burn down fat. Because there are exercises you do just to keep your, your, your weight at a particular point. So that means that whether you are lanky or whether you are plumpy, whether you are obese, whether you are overweight, you need to exercise on a regular basis. And we have already said, exercise is something you do. 30 minutes of work four times a week is enough for you as an individual to run away from the risk of developing all these things. Now, the other one is stress. The stress that is within us 
You see, like in our own climb, there's a lot of stress, stress of the home seats, stress of work, stress of moving on the road. When you move on the road, you see a lot of hold up, you know, traffic jam and all that. You want to pass through it. You see a lot of security men who will stop you and challenge you and ask you questions. These are stress that can also be one to develop hypertension. Now, let's look at the most non-modifiable risk factor. Age. When you are aging, when you are growing 30 years, 40 years, sometimes you now develop hypertension. And sometimes, when it is primary, that is to say, sometimes they call it essential hypertension. Some people at the age of 30, 40 will begin to develop high blood pressure because the heart is now getting older and then the resistance of the walls of the vessels are beginning to increase. So the person that begins to develop low pressure, high blood pressure, you know, gradually. So one other more non-modifiable risk factor is for a person whose family, they, you know, has hypertension. They, they, both of the parents, maybe one of them, has hypertension. The person stands a, a, a greater risk of developing hypertension than those whose parents are not hypertensive. Then, other medical conditions like diabetes, those who have diabetes. In fact, over 50% of those who have diabetes also have Hypertension. So the two of them go hand in hand. Not only diabetes, some cardiovascular diseases. You see, they can also correlate with hypertension and even the chronic kidney disease. Anything but the heart kidney, even at a very young age, you see the person having blood pressure of uh, 200 over 120 and that because the person has chronic kidney disease. So these are things that cannot be modified. Now, right. When you now talk about modification and then the way you can now run away from blood pressure, you know, increase or even trying to manage it. We will not talk about lifestyle modification. Now, one, you must consume a healthy and well-balanced diet, rich in fruits and vegetables. We have always said this: fruits and vegetables are important. Like I said when I was talking about salt, some of these ones have a natural salt in them that when you take them, you have even enough between that five and nine grams of salt that you require in a day. So when you take these rich foods that are balanced that has fruits, that has vegetables, you will ne- not stand the chance of developing blood pressure if you're, already, if you're not already one, or maybe increasing the blood pressure if you're already a patient. Now, you must reduce the quantity of salt you take. Like the man I was asking, what are you not going to eat? There are not much you will not eat. Salt is one thing that a hypertensive must be careful the way he or she takes it. If possible, you can run away from salt completely. It will not have anything because you also get the salt from other food items. Now, you should not smoke, and then you should reduce alcohol consumption. We have said that in uh, uh, the modifiable risk factors. When you don't smoke, you stand a better chance of not developing hypertension. And when you take alcohol minimal, or you don't take it at all, you also stand a chance of not developing hypertension. Then engage in regular physical activity, like we have said. You must be exercising to keep fit, whether you are lanky, whether you are obese, whether you are overweight. You must be seen to be exercising. Take a walk, 30 minutes walk, but four times a week, and then you see the good thing you have done for yourself because you will not discover that you will not develop hypertension if you are not one, you will not develop diabetes if you are not one. Even when you are one, the, the pickles will now be manageable. They will not overshoot like we see in most patients. Now keep your weight in control. Make sure that your weight does not go above a certain limit, such that your blazer, I mean, uh, your body mass index will not now go too high. They do stress if possible. They stress at the home seat. Try to share you know, responsibilities at home and in the workplace. Make sure that you also engage other people in the workplace to do certain duties. And you don't try to you know, stress yourself so much. And then maybe 
if it's possible for you to employ a driver and all that, if you are a chief executive, you should do that because you have a lot of work at the office. So these things will help you not to develop hypertension. And if you develop already, they will help you to run, you know, a very uh, benign form of blood pressure that will not in any way cause trouble for you. All right, thank you. Dog? Okay. All right. Yeah, so, um, okay. All right. Thank you. Let's quickly take this uh, last call and wrap it up. This person has been calling for a while now. Hello. Good morning. Quickly, your name, question before we wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so that's an entire topic. We'll have that conversation. Just uh, keep listening to Darling Clinic. We'll fix probably next uh, next week. We'll have that conversation, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, Doc. Uh, the question he asked is a question that will take an, an entire hour to explain. Hello? Hello, are you there? Hello? All right, so um, we cannot uh, hear Chief Dr. Ha- Hello, Doc, are you there? So we cannot... Hello? So we can't hear um, Chief Dr. Hysense Emele anymore, uh, but thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show today. We do now know what to do to protect ourselves, to control the blood pressure, and to also ensure that w- our blood pressures do not increase. Exercise regularly, eat healthy fruits and vegetables, reduce your intake of, of salt, 5 grams uh, minimal. Do not add salt after you're done cooking or some of the seasoning cubes that we use. Do not add it when the food is already is ready. Uh, reduce intake of alcohol, stop smoking, and uh, if, if, you, if you practice those measures, you would uh, stay safe. And ensure to know your numbers. Check your blood pressure. It starts from checking the blood pressure, knowing your numbers. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Certified Camille is my name at 12 o'clock. Our page in English news, Nigeria Today, will be Thank up. Thank you very much. I'm Thank you. Doc, well, at some point, we couldn't hear you anymore. Yeah, yeah, the network is bad. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Doc, for all of the things you've shared with us on the show today. You're welcome, my dear. Thank you. All right. All right, yeah. Certified Camille is my name stay safe wash your hands with soap under running water i usually i usually would say today i saw a lot of people in front of banks and they they threw social distancing out of the window before they got down from the cars and buses so ensure you practice social uh, distancing wash your hands regularly with soap under running water use a face mask if you must go out stay safe for yourself and for me Bum 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 b